Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast hosted by me, Holly Haynes. Each week, I will dive into topics that educate and share the power of productivity to help you focus more on what matters and create a business and routine that you love. Learn the systems and daily strategies that you can implement right away to crush the daily rush and instead of just being busy, be productive. Each episode will help you gain clarity, focus, and empowerment in your routine. Learn how to manage your schedule and your business and yourself. With over 15 years of strategy experience working with Fortune 500 companies, all while raising my twin daughters and building my own successful online coaching business, I'll teach you the systems and structure to make your business grow without burnout and frustration and even a little time for yourself. It's time to crush the rush, as they say. There's a new way to get things done around here. Grab your favorite journal and tea. You are going to want to take notes. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode five of the Crush the Rush podcast. In this episode, I'm going to chat about how to adjust when plans get derailed. So does anyone else feel like they are running out of energy, really tired, need more time, and just need more time to focus? I'm pretty sure no one could have predicted what we're going through right now with COVID-19. And if you're like me, not knowing the next steps and what's going to happen is difficult to deal with. So I threw my original podcast schedule out the window and wanted to chat today with you guys about how I adjust when things don't go as planned. I know in a perfect world, we wish we could plan everything. And if you're like me, you want to know everything that's going to happen and when it's going to happen and the exact outcome. But since we can't do that, these are some of the techniques that I use to pivot and adjust. I hope you enjoy. I'm sure many of you can relate, but when you hear that schools are canceled for the year, you have to take 20 extra steps to go to the grocery store, and most of our life conveniences look a little different these days. It makes you just take a step back and really just look at what we're doing and how we're doing it. And then layer in owning your own business or working from home or working in a job that's just much more stressful right now, along with managing a family at the same time. And knowing that your plan that you laid out isn't even close to what's going to happen is a little scary. So if you're a high achiever and you juggle a lot of things during the day, despite your best intentions, you probably have days where you're going to feel burnt out or just plain unproductive. This can lead to beating yourself up, a self-destructive cycle, and then that further distracts you from being accomplished. So before we get into the actual tips of what I do to adjust and how I focus my time and my energy, I really just wanted to talk through some tips that I tell myself when thinking about change, because sometimes it's just a lot to think about. But regardless of the scenario, I always learn some really valuable lessons when big change happens. So I try to focus on the fact that there could be some silver linings out of all of this. And I know that's really hard to do. Trust me, it's hard for me too. But when I go back in my life and think about big things that have happened, big challenges that have happened, 99.9% of the time, I become a stronger person out of it. I become a better person. I discover something about myself. There is usually always something that comes out of it that makes me just stronger and reflect more on what I've learned. So I would encourage you to think a little bit more about the big picture before we dive in. The next thing that I try to think about is that 
we're not all in this alone. We are all facing a lot of change and challenges right now. And I think sometimes when you look at social media or you watch the news, it's either one extreme or another. It's either really, really bad or it's, you know, look at this busy mom who's rocking Pinterest and looks rested and has all this free time. And you're like, how is that possible? And so for me, I really try to remember that we're all facing a lot right now. So sometimes there's just comfort in knowing that it's not just you that's going through all of these changes. And remember that everyone's story is a little bit different, but everyone's story is also very similar. So try to relate what others are going through. Try to understand their perspective. And it just gives you a little bit more of a fresher perspective on your end that everyone is trying their best. The other thing that I think about, which kind of goes along with the previous point, is go easy on yourself. There is a lot going on right now. And if you found yourself in a situation you weren't planning on, it's okay to cut yourself some slack. So when the world gets knocked off its axis, I always say it's okay to take a little time to regain your footing because it's different and that's okay. And I'll share a personal story here. So as an example... My 94-year-old grandmother passed away this week, and we knew that the time was coming. What we didn't know is that it was going to happen during a world pandemic, and sadly, no one could be there. However, we adjusted. So we worked really hard with the hospice nurses and the different parties involved, and we ended up having a really nice Zoom funeral. Now, if you would have asked me a month ago how I thought a Zoom funeral was going to go, I would have been like, you're crazy. And this is not like some morbid story. It's just a way to share that if you open your mind, it can work. We were able to see all of my family. We were able to have a really nice service. It was different. And I was sitting in my kitchen with my slippers on during the service. But it was good. It it gave us closure. It was nice. It was a great tribute to my grandma. And, you know, I just had to cut myself some slack and say, this is how it's going to go right now. And there's nothing I can do about it. And so we did it. And it ended up being um, a really just nice moment for the family. So go easy on yourself is my point here. I promise you that everyone else is thinking the same thing. And finally, my last point before we get into the tactical tips of what to do when plans get derailed is to notice the signs. And this is really almost like an audit of your behavior. So are you scrolling through Instagram too much? Or at night, are you just, you know, browsing through Facebook and just doing things that you normally don't or doing things that you don't really enjoy? So maybe you're procrastinating and doing things that are helpful like cleaning or small tasks, but maybe they don't really matter as much. Or maybe you just sit and stare at a blank document because you don't know where to start. You start to prioritize other people's goals and agendas first when you start to get stressed. And you keep starting a lot of projects and never finish them when you're procrastinating. But because you're doing something, you're telling yourself, that you're being productive. And so that's just a sign for me personally that I'm really not focused on what I need to be focused on. 
So there are a lot of ways to recover from these things. And once you've acknowledged that your plans don't look like they used to, you can use these next few tips to get back on track, get your energy levels up, recover, and start being productive again. Hi guys, as a bonus to all my listeners, I wanted to share a brand new guide I put together with all of us working from home right now. With everything going on in the world and all of the uncertainty of what will happen next, I really wanted to try to find a way to help. So I put together my best tips for being insanely productive working from home. I've used my experience over the last few weeks working from home with my two girls uh, and the rest of the family, including homeschooling and all the fun stuff that happens during the day and my experience running a business from home over the last four years. So check the show notes and go grab the new guide, How to Be Insanely Productive Working from Home. And as a bonus, it even has a template for you to use for time blocking and how to schedule your day. And it's complete with an example of what my day might look like. So I hope this helps. All right, I have seven tips that we're going to talk about that is really going to help you adjust when plans get derailed or just your schedule or whatever you're working on does not go as planned. And the first one is bring your goals back to front and center, which means take a minute, slow down, and revisit what your goals are and what you want to accomplish. Maybe some of your goals don't make sense right now, or maybe they do. Sometimes when I feel overwhelmed, I just get a blank piece of paper out and then I brainstorm. It's a brain dump. I write down everything that is in my head in terms of what I think I need to do, what's just going through my mind. And let's face it, sometimes writing a list or drawing is really therapeutic. And then once they're out there in front of me, some of them stand out more than others. It helps me figure out what I can tackle in the time that I have. So then I'll just go through and like circle some of the big ones that stand out. And it helps me be mindful of my priorities and maybe even how they've shifted a little bit. I have talked about this before, but I literally launched this podcast in the week the world shut down. And I could have never predicted that, but I decided to go ahead and do it anyways. My goals for the podcast were definitely the same as they were two months ago from a business perspective, but what I did was brainstorm topics and content that would be helpful, so I just shifted it to be more relevant. And so this is an example how I still kept the same goal, but I just had to adjust just a little bit, and taking the time to write it down and think through it is what helped me do that. Second one is find some accountability. And I talk about this all the time because it is the number one thing that helps me. So once your goals are front and center, you need a support system because let's face it, change is not easy and you do not want to go it alone. So I always recommend finding a a friend to check in with. Maybe there's there's something that you're working on that you can check in with someone once a week Maybe if your goal is an activity, as an example, and it doesn't have to be a single person, you can check into an app or a group. Maybe it's just writing it down once a week and sharing it with your spouse or your sibling or someone that is in your house. The goal is, though, somebody else knows your goal, as in it is visible, it is public, as public as you want to make it, and you're going to keep yourself accountable by sharing it. And that way, 
You're not going to give up on yourself and they're going to help you not give up on you. And who knows, maybe asking someone else will inspire them as well. And then you guys can work together. And one of the things I'll say here is sometimes putting your goals out there is just a little nerve wracking and maybe you're not ready to share them. Your accountability partner does not need to be someone that you know. Maybe it's as easy as listening to Oprah's podcast every Sunday and she's the one that is going to revisit your motivation, which is going to help you focus on your goal at the end of the week. So it can be, or your mentor can be somebody that's famous or somebody that you look up to or somebody that you listen to. You just have to build it in, which is why I recommend having that and somebody that's close to you that you can talk to about your goals or use an app where it's going to remind you that if you don't check in, you need to. This is a big topic for me, so I have a lot of points about it, but the last thing I'll say about it is use technology to help you. So I mentioned finding a partner, listening to a mentor, download an app. There are so many apps that you can use to help remind you of things. I use the Calm app, which I've talked a lot about. I also use the Gabby Bernstein meditation app, and every day at 11.11, or I think it's 8 p.m., I get a reminder on my phone, which has some of my favorite motivational tips, which just is a little trigger for me to focus in on my goals. You can also use your watch to set silent alarms to like go for a run, remember to eat healthy. Did you do X, Y, Z today? You can use it to work to your advantage, which is so helpful. All right, on to number three, take teeny tiny steps. So when the world is changing around you, taking a huge step towards a goal or an activity can seem daunting. So I try to focus on teeny tiny steps at a time. So let's go back to an activity as an example, because I feel like it's the easiest to relate to. So we'll use launching a podcast again. And as an example, I had no clue how to start a podcast, like zero background, but I knew I needed to learn. So I incorporated that learning time into my morning routine. So if you follow me, you know that every day I set aside 10 minutes to learn something new or read or whatever that activity is. And so I set aside 10 minutes every morning to learn about launching a podcast. It might be reading an article, writing the script, testing the microphone, but each day I knew that I had to spend 10 minutes doing it. And I literally would set a timer, do what I needed to do, and then be done because I didn't have the time to do much more of that. And so I know that it can be scary, but once I broke it down as an example into today, I'm going to test the microphone, it seemed much more manageable. And the same technique can be used with anything. So maybe you had a goal to lose 10 pounds, but you can't get it out of the bed for the life of you to actually get up and work out. So I would encourage you to try the 10-minute method. Give yourself 10 minutes a day to do something to work towards your 10-pound goal. So maybe it's go for a walk. Maybe it's just getting up and making a smoothie because you know that that's going to start your day off right. It's just 10 minutes. So set a time, accomplish your one small task, and then keep doing that every single day. 
Hey guys, I wanted to pop in one more time because I feel like the world is just a little bit overwhelming right now. And I know many of us didn't expect things to get this weird and bad so quickly, but we are here. And in a world where social distancing is the new norm and people are told to stay at home, just because we're physically separated doesn't mean that we can't come together. I have been reading all of my messages and racking my brain of trying to figure out how to help more. And what almost all of you are asking for is more structure and more routine. So I have put together a brand new 21 day stay at home challenge. It includes a 21 day workout plan to keep it very simple. Everything is laid out for you. The workouts are 30 minutes a day and you can stream them from any device, your laptop, your phone, Apple TV, Fire Stick, whatever you have. The meal plans are included and get this, the grocery lists are done for you. The group is private. You're not going to be on Facebook or Instagram scrolling. And I've even added in virtual Zoom hours so you can join our community and have some fun, dance it off, and see others doing the same thing, which is going to keep you accountable. The best part is we're all going to be doing the same workouts together. So you have a whole crew of accountability partners, plus morning motivation, my coaching, routine tips, and more. In the past four years, I've helped hundreds of women get healthy from home, and I can't wait to share this for you. So let's make the most of the month. We've talked about why it's important. Now let's get down to business and do it. The time is going to pass anyway, and I guarantee you becoming part of this group is going to make it better for anyone who joins. All you have to do is fill out the quick form in the show notes, and we can get started right away. Number four, limit distractions and comparisons. Distractions like social media can train rock productivity in about 2.2 seconds. I actually used an app on my laptop called Kill Newsfeed that literally shuts off my Facebook scrolling. I think I give myself 30 seconds and then this big banner pops up and is like, do you really want to keep scrolling or do you have something better to do? I'm not kidding. That's what it says. So when I'm sitting down to write content as an example, I can't go and check out what everyone else is doing. And it helps so much in actually getting things done in the time frame that you say you're going to do them. I also turn off all notifications on my phone. So as an example, when I get Instagram messages, I don't know that I actually got them until I log into the app. So I set aside specific times during the day to check messages, which helps me not get distracted. And most importantly, it helps me not compare. So when you're doing something that you're excited about and then you jump over to Instagram as an example and see somebody doing else that looks way cooler, you're going to feel not so great. And then it's going to derail your productivity. And we all know that what we see on social media is not the whole story. It's just a snapshot. So while I say that I don't compare, we all do. And sometimes it's just better to turn it off so you stay focused and just worry about yourself. Number five, done is better than perfect. I talked about teeny tiny steps and this relates a little bit to that, but you need a win to feel confident and to really feel energized. And a small victory is going to help remind yourself that you can do this, that you can do what you set out to do. It is so easy to get hung up on doing things the optimal way and then not doing them at all. So here's an example before I get into what you need to do. So 
I really want to eat clean this week and I need to stop stress snacking. Can anyone relate? (laughs) So I'm going to plan to eat a five-day clean eating paleo diet, whatever that might be. So day one into the diet, the husband brings home donuts and I eat the donut. Day two, mm, I'll just start next week. So does eating the donut really mean that you have to give up the rest of the day and the rest of the next six days just because you did one small thing? And just because you can't stick to an optimal schedule doesn't mean that you shouldn't stick to it at all. So what I try to do is focus on the fact that almost 90% of your results come from just focusing in on the basics. And it's okay if one thing or two things gets derailed, you need to pivot and just get back on track. Do not waste the rest of the week or the day or whatever your schedule looks like on saying to yourself, oh, I didn't do this perfectly. And P.S., a really great resource for this is James Clear's Atomic Habits. His whole concept is around small changes can lead to remarkable results, and it's really an awesome, awesome read and book. Number six, track your progress. This is one of my favorite tips from my consulting days, and one of the things we always did for our clients at the end of an engagement was create what we called a scorecard for them. So basically, they would pay us a lot of money to come in and fix their super complex problems. And then because we wanted to make sure that they saw results, we created a way for them to monitor their progress with the solutions that we put together in place. Plus, getting started and then seeing your progress is going to energize you just like it did them for you to keep pressing forward and keep continuing. So what I always say is find a way to track your goals. So maybe it is as a sample, a check mark at the end of each night to say that you did your 10 minutes of learning or working out as an example. And even at the end of the week, you can write down on what you learned from doing those, you know, 10 minutes a day for five days a week or whatever it was that you accomplished. Even if you miss a few days, it's really important to look back at the end of the week or month and just see how much progress you made. And remember, it's tiny steps every day. So if you're doing 10 minutes a day for five days a week, and then on Sunday, you look back and say, what did I learn today? I guarantee those 50 minutes that you spent working towards your goal, you're going to have made some decent progress. And it's going to make you feel like you can keep going. It's going to make you feel like you can focus in and really get your energy levels up so that you can keep going. And the last one and the most fun one is last, celebrate success. And honestly, I am really bad at doing this because I tend to make a list, get it done, make a new list, get it done, and I don't really ever take a minute to come up for air. But success is sticking to the plan, not actually accomplishing the goal. So either when you accomplish the goal and stick to the plan or vice versa, you need to just take a minute and celebrate that you're actually doing what you said you were going to do. So for me personally, I try to map out what I want to accomplish each week, and then I really work hard to get it done. So my reward on a really small scale is taking Sunday morning off. And by off, I mean my phone is off, I sleep in, I make a big breakfast for the family in a perfect world, and then enjoy the fact that I did what I said I was going to do. 
I know it wasn't perfect, but I'm taking a moment to appreciate the fact that I didn't quit. I was able to pivot and it really makes me enjoy disconnecting and celebrating just a little bit more. That's an example of a smaller reward that is manageable to implement really every week. Uh, But another fun thing is if you're setting a really big goal is to set out something really big to celebrate. And that can look like for me, a lot of times it's like a new outfit or a new pair of shoes. Or if that's not your thing, maybe it's going to the spa for a fun facial, or maybe it's planning a vacation or taking a full vacation, like a full day off or full weekend off or a girl's weekend, whatever that looks like, it's really fun to be able to map out, hey, if I do these things and I'm going to celebrate it this way and just taking a moment to appreciate what you've done and just, you know, celebrate yourself because I feel like there's needs to be way more of that going on right now. I hope these tips helped you and help you realize that if you're feeling sluggish and slow and not really super energized to work on your goals, that you can take these and implement them in any order at any time, and hopefully it will help you get back on track. But I would say just because things don't go as planned doesn't mean you have to give up. It just means you might have to do things a little bit differently. So try them out. Let me know what you think. And I will catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. For free materials and resources, head on over to hollymariehaines.com. Did you love this episode of Crush the Rush? Have questions or other topic ideas? Go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. The reviews are really what keeps this going, and I can't wait to bring you more content. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening. 